so I'm here with Eugene. Eugene. And uh, he has some exciting stuff to share. Super, super exciting. <laughs> and I want to take notes as well. I, I'm so ready to take notes because he's sharing on a topic that's very close to my heart now. Uh, yeah, I want, I want to listen. So I think that we, we can just sort of, you know, start the ball rolling. And then as people come in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go into more detail about like uh, all the strategies and tips. Uh. So uh, hi, guys. Whoever that's here, I think that there are a bunch of people already here. And uh, I'm here with Eugene Xia, okay? So Eugene is a TEDx speaker. Uh, he's a branding uh, expert as well. And he does a lot of keynotes now. So he's super active on every single social media, right? I see that, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere. So I was very excited because I saw his comment and he basically said that he has went through a market cycle whereby he was even retrenched. And yeah. I would love to hear this kind of story because um, it's inspiring, inspiring. And and people now, they are hurting, right? People now are in exactly that kind of cycle whereby, you know, maybe they would have maybe even lost their jobs or income got cut or business, you know, in, in, in red. Or, and I've heard so many stories already, business owners, uh, clients, uh, and, and because of no fault of their own, right? No fault of their own, this COVID has, has came in and literally attacked all their profits and, and really hit and impact their business. So, so I think that Eugene, having been through many, many cycles already in terms of ups and downs, he'll be able to enlighten us about how do you actually, you know, cope with this kind, what's the psychology required, and also what are the branding tips, you know? He has a lot of, of tips, and I'm sure that he's going to be sharing a huge amount of value. So welcome, welcome. Help us to share the stream, whoever that you think it might help. Um, yes. Help us to invite your friends on this stream as well because, you know, it's a unique opportunity you hear from a, a keynote speaker, right? He usually speaks on stages. Now we have him here and we have captive, you know, captured him for this moment. Uh, do ask questions as well. Do ask questions as well, okay? Yeah. So without further ado, Eugene, uh, welcome. Yeah. And uh, I, I, so, so I, I got to know you from don't know which page really by now. Uh, one of I your friends' page. Calling go, calling go. Calling go. Calling go, okay. So yeah, calling yeah, go yeah. page. And uh, yeah, you were sharing about uh, how you basically got retrenched and then you still had a family to feed, you know, and, and you were earning a decent income at that point yeah. in time. And yes. basically, what was that transition like? Because I'm sure that people are facing that right now. What yeah. kind of transition was it like? And, and tell us that story. Tell us that story. <laughs> okay, for whoever is facing it, I just want to say uh, it's, it's bad. It's definitely bad. You know, I, I, I don't want to give people the impression that the moment I lost my job, I immediately bounced back. That, that mm. did not happen at all. Yeah, I, I went through, first three months was denial. Uh, I got a three months golden handshake, which is very good. If I had found oh. a job immediately, it will be a bonus. Lah, right? They, they pay you three months salary and ask you not to come to office. Right? Yeah, so <laughs> I, I spent the three months going for holiday actually, which wow. is why wow. I was in denial because I did not... I did not believe I'll be jobless. Uh. I, I just think, okay, what a good break for me, you know? Yeah, so I brought my family to Hokkaido. I, I've never seen snow before. So that oh, was my wow. time. Yeah, amazing, amazing place. I will highly recommend it. Except I, I burned, I think, about $15,000 from... <laughs> <laughs> just to see snow, uh, bro. <laughs> just to see snow. Very, very expensive snow. Yeah. I, I like to spend a lot on holidays because I think that if I'm going to spend only two weeks there, make it count, uh. You know, go for the mm -hmm. top resorts. And mm -hmm. I remember even my honeymoon, I, I spent money on a private jet. Yeah. Wow, and wow, wow. I was not even, I mean, I had no money. I, I just started work. <laughs> but that, that's me, la, that's me. Financially, I'm always a spender. You know, not so much a saver. 
Well, that's oh, my brother. Yeah. So that that's my history, and then I bought a car wow. just to prove to you what a spender I am. Yeah, without finding a job. We, yeah. So this was just after you retrenched. You bought a car, after and then went on fifteen thousand dollar holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So people, I mean, financial planner always tell you save up oh. about twelve months of your salary, but they did not tell you don't buy car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I did save up. I saved up, yeah. But I, I burnt a lot wow. on the holiday. Uh, okay. I had two holidays actually, not, not just one. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And then I bought a car. And then I went into some schemes, lah, you know, forex schemes, whatever. Basically, I got scammed. So I burnt wow. some more money. Yeah, so I was in denial stage because I wasn't feeling like, oh, you know, I lose a job, now I should find a job. It was like, no worries, you know, the moment I look for a job, people will be queuing up for me, you know, and I used to earn 20 plus K in Nomura, and then I'm oh, thinking, wow, wow. You know, the next paycheck is going to be larger, because it's always be larger. My salary yeah. went from 2.8 to 3.2 to 3.8 to 4.2 to 5.6 to 6 point something, then in 2008, it jumped to 12, and then it went to 14, and after that, I went to Hong Kong, it went to 25. Yeah, so... It is, I mean, if you look at the chart, it always goes up. Lah. So I'm thinking my next job is going to be 30 something per wow, month. Wow, wow. Yeah, but then it didn't happen. Uh, the headhunter said that you are overvalued. Yeah, wow. I think one of the rudest thing you people can say to you, you know, like, <laughs> what overvalued? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's like a stock, right? Overvalued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, I want to slap that guy, man. What overvalued? Yeah. You are the one overvalued, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after that, I decided I uh, hacked the headhunters. They don't know what they're talking about. So I, I wrote to directly to companies I want to work for. And I wrote directly to CEOs. Wow. Yeah. I skipped the HR. It's like, HR, what, what do you know? Yeah. So and, I wrote. And these are banks? These are banks? Yeah. What kind of, what uh, kind of companies were you? I started with banks, you know, like UBS, uh, Merrill Lynch, Citibank, uh, all the prestigious ones that I felt could pay me 30 plus K per month. Yeah. yeah. And then I, uh, by the way, none of them wrote back to me. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and then I, I moved on to marketing and advertising agency, which okay. I believe really your background. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's one of my childhood dream to be a creative director. Okay, wow. In an advertising agency, which is why I studied Mescom. Wow, yeah. wow. Okay, okay. I, I studied Mescom in NTU. So anything that to do with creative, I'm happy. For example, film director, TV producer, script writer, actor, or creative director, all these would be within the sphere of my dream career. Lah. Yeah. So I thought, okay, you know, now that I'm retrenched, let's go for my dream career and mm-hmm. do uh, all these advertising agencies. Lah. So I wrote to like Hugh and Norton and all, all the big ones. Uh, that one's uh, like consultant consultant and all that. Yeah. yeah. Let me, let me. Some of them even gave me some uh, project to do. Okay, to okay. See whether I, I have a good fit or not to their culture and to their competencies. Yeah, so I did those projects and I went to meet the MD CEO several times and nothing, nothing, nothing came back. Wow. Uh, wow. And by then, I burnt a lot of money and time already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So within nine months, my, my money all, all gone. Yeah, I couldn't pay my bills for the next month. Uh, I still remember that moment when I could not pay my bills. I was in Topayo Safra and I opened up my laptop as usual. I received a reminder on my phone to pay the bills. And then I take a look at the amount and I got a shock. Mm. Yeah, I mm. don't know how I was going to pay the bill. Yeah, wow. and 
in my head, I was thinking of like, what can I do? So, you know, people always call you to want to lend you money, right? Yeah. <laughs> Without yeah. your permission. Yeah. And usually you just tell them like, you know, get out of my sight. Lah. You know, don't waste yeah, my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now suddenly I'm thinking like, eh, what was the number again? Wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. wow, wow. I should call them. Yeah, and I actually did did call somebody from Citibank to get a personal loan. Mm-hmm. And for some strange reason, my wife was notified. Yeah, I think they sent to don't know what account and then she got a notification on her phone. Then she called me and said, what are you doing? Why are you borrowing money yeah. from me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a huge shock. So I called. Thank- thankfully, there were like 14 day cancellations and things like that. So I, okay, I can't. Okay. Yeah. But I still needed the money, right? So finally, I had to put down my pride and ego to call my brother. He, okay. He, yeah, he is the engineer. La. I'm the Atifati one. So he's the engineer. <laughs> I tell you, he's the saver. Yeah. So okay. he has been taking the very, very traditional route, you know, uh, graduate from NUS, work in Singtel as an engineer, then work for Microsoft as an engineer, then now work wow. for Amazon as an engineer. And wow. he just saving and saving. So he has a lot of cash. Yeah. And then, so I said, you know, Kokor, can you lend me money? Which uh, it's like not something people want to do uh, to call your own sibling to, to borrow money yeah. and to his credit uh, yeah, he's an amazing individual I respect him a lot he, he didn't ask me why or how can I do this or who asked you to go and study MassCom good for nothing no wow, he just wow. what's your bank account uh, let me transfer it by afternoon wow yeah. amazing amazing and 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 i i just want to like, like i know that this is probably a point that you know some people are thinking about it literally right now yeah. right because you know in this time i'm, I'm getting calls from the banks as well you know like yeah. well, lona, lona. of course we, we don't want to right but in in this person in that kind of situation now right let's say they really came to a point whereby wow they are considering this option what would your advice be to them and it might be an imperfect advice right yeah, yeah. but what's that you know what's the best advice that you can give to such people in this kind of situation right now? My advice is to go into a time machine, go back and start saving money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. just now you say it is not their fault. I, I think it's their yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's my fault for burning on Hokkaido, on a car, on forex schemes that I don't understand. It, it's my fault. Yeah, I don't want to mm. put it to the economy or to the bank that retrenched me. It is fully 100% my fault. Yeah, mm, if mm, 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 I had been saving up, if I had new finance, if I had bought properties, you know, then yeah. when I entrenched, nothing, you no, know, I'll be receiving rentals or at, at, at most just sell off their property and get maybe $2.5 million, you know, to just basically I was bad. I was bad in saving money throughout my life. You know, earning yeah. 21k per month, you could have retired. I could have retired at 45. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. to burn money, I chose to squander. Uh, wow, so, wow, so wow. I think it's fully 100% my fault. Yeah. Mm. So since time machine is not invented, so I guess they can't go back and save up. Then I think number two is they need to look at, I mean, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm a financial strategist also. So they mm. need to look at everything they own, including their home, right? So is there a spare room they can rent out? You know, could they maybe just rent out the entire unit and then stay back with their parents? You know, just put down yeah. a pride, live in the same room that you grew up in, you know, and yep. then sleep together with your wife or if you have babies, you know, just sleep in the living room or, or whatever, you know. So look at all the assets that they own and think of what can they do with it. 
And if they are business owners, by the way, I coach a lot of business owners who are in trouble right now. So I ask mm. them, mm. I don't care whether you sell padlocks or sell this, sell that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Asset, actual asset, you know, you bought over that building or that office. You know, what can you convert it to? You know, can, yeah. can you do co-share? Can you do anything? You know, rent out to people who are doing well. I mean, there are companies doing well right right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's expand into your office. Yeah. So be creative. You know, look at your assets, look at your resources. And that's why, mm. so, so in terms of financial resource, I had none, right? Because I had to borrow from my brother. And by the way, I was also on the government's financial assistance scheme. Oh, wow. That what was this financial assistance scheme? So it's for the bottom 10% of Singapore. Yeah, wow, usually gosh. if the father goes to jail, the mother, single mother, you know, two children, then usually they go for financial assistance scheme. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then the education is fully paid for by government. And then their food is also fully paid for. As in, uh, it's, wow. they, they, they give the children a food coupon to bring to school to exchange for rice or noodle or whatever. Yeah, which is another issue altogether. Lah. That means other classmates actually know you're on the financial assistance scheme. Lah. Yeah, mm. And then they send me the, the breadwinner uh, card, LTA card with my photo so I can get concessionary rate. That means I pay the same price as the elderly folks when I go onto MRT and... And, and buses and by the way the sound is different right? yeah so actually everybody on the bus knows you're on the financial assistance scheme oh wow yeah, so this so, was yeah this was me at the time yeah i think two two components here right one is the mental component right of of losing everything and yeah. i think that 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 takes a toll on someone especially mm. when you are the breadwinner of a family right and someone that you know, was earning a very, very good income and was a, probably a very high position in, in, in a corporate company, you yeah. know. So the mental kind of like that that jump, right, from all the way up here straight down to, to basically being on financial assistance, you yeah. know, is, is, a, is a very, very huge, tough one. And then the yeah. second part is also the managing uh, the finances partner. So you talk yeah. a bit about, I love how you share about, you know, like putting aside your pride for a moment yeah. because, I mean, pride is only for, what, what, what can you do with pride, right? Right, so so I think that the pride part really some people have to put it aside yeah. and have to think about you know what exactly you know they can do like you said if it's moving back with their parents if it's like you know going to a small little tiny room and renting yeah. everything else yeah. you know or, or or downsizing their office and then renting yeah. like seventy percent of their office out to to yeah. whoever else that can 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 you know like at least supplement with the income I think these are fantastic strategies yeah. and. Yeah. So maybe you can share more about the mental part. Like yeah. how do they mentally prepare uh, if they are in this kind of situation now, right? How do yeah. they climb out? Because I've already heard that there are some people literally they're sitting at home and they are paralyzed. They are, they are paralyzed not physically, but paralyzed mentally because yeah. they can't even take action anymore. You know, They're sort of like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed and I'm literally on my bed, right? And I don't even want to get up anymore. Yeah. So yeah. what do you tell to these people like in that kind of situation? I went through something called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned something called the internal dialogue. Mm. Actually, most of us know this. You know, you watch uh, cartoons, there's always an angel and a devil, which yeah. looks very funny. But actually, this is psychology. You know, constantly, we are talking to ourselves. Constantly. You know, right, yeah. right now, people watching are thinking to themselves, should I want to continue watching or go for ice cream or go for a workout? You know, is yeah. this worth my time? So they are constantly asking themselves questions. Yeah, so mm-hmm. in those days, I had to ask myself, you know, what do I do next, right? So if I continue to ask myself, say, oh, what a loser, 
you know, if only I did not move to Hong Kong, if only I did not take MassCom degree, if only this, if only that, that is called negative dialogue. Yeah, that, yeah. that is a dialogue that paralyzes you. You know, all the if onlys, looking back, looking back, like, oh yeah, you know, all because of this, all because of that. That is powerless. I mean, you can't, you, there's no time machine, very simple. Yeah, so if you can switch your internal dialogue to something that is future, not past, then immediately you are free, immediately. From someone who is tied to the past to someone who is a newborn. Just recreate life. Just pretend I'm born again. And now what do I want to do with my life? Which is what a lot of school teachers ask primary school kids, right? What yeah. do you want to do when you grow up? So now as a 38-year-old man, I ask myself, hey, Eugene Xia, what do you want to do when you grow older? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. No, I, I really think that that's awesome. Yeah, you should share. So share more about this, this you know, starting from literally ground zero. La, yes, and yep. having this huge amount of opportunity in front of you, right? Literally can be anything now. Because and all the baggage of the past, all the career, so-called the titles and all that. And, and, and sometimes it's a chain, you know? Because yes. sometimes people in corporate, right? They're so dependent on that high income and they're so yes. fearful of leaving their job or, or, or that position, right? And now they're thrown into like fair playing field and, and they have totally nothing already. So, so yes. talk more about that opportunity opening up and then how can people, you know, tap into that? I think the key word here is uh, resourcefulness. Mm. Being resourceful. I, I want to say sorry to all the students who study under the Ministry of Education system. <laughs> uh, which is, I, I'm also part of it. Yeah, so I realized that we are very, very good in information, right? Mm. You have textbooks, you have 10-year series. You are very good in information. Information management, I call it, right? So you're supposed yeah. to manage the information in a way that you can remember and finally regurgitate out during O-levels, A-levels and score well. Yeah, so this is what students in Singapore do very, very well in, which is why in a very stable economy, Singapore will be one of the first world country for sure. Yeah, because mm -hmm. every big, big company wants to be based in Singapore and hire people like us, right? Yeah. We will take their KPIs, we'll take their data and do yeah. very productive things with it and then yes. We become richer, right? Jeff Bezos will become richer. Yeah. yeah. Singaporeans somehow are not uh, in the educational system to become Bill Gates, to become Steve Jobs, to become Mark Zuckerberg. We are not resourceful. And most people are not resourceful throughout their life because if you have no crisis, you don't need to be resourceful. Right? Every month, mm. you get 10K coming in, 12K coming in, and it's more than comfortable. Go for your two holidays per year, have three children for all you want, and then retire, CPF, pay you. That is enough. You know, they may have a lingering thought like maybe life can be more, but that, that thought is not painful enough for them to resign or to do anything else. Yeah. But this year is very unique. This year, they don't have to decide anything. You know, a lot of them will be forced to do something, to be resourceful. Just like wow. me. I didn't decide, no. I was forced to be resourceful. It's like being pushed out of the plane and then throwing the parachute at you. <laughs> and then you cannot say, hey, hey, you never train me how to use parachute. <laughs> <laughs> you will not say things like that. You will quickly figure out how the parachute works before you hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I I mean for me I sort of hit the ground uh, because I lost all my money. Yeah. But after that I know that I cannot keep hitting the ground, right? I mean what yeah. kind of <laughs> trips over the stone and then goes back and trip over again, trip over again. <laughs> you, you will remove the stone. 
Yeah, so I decided, okay, very simple, okay? Shortcut number one, make new friends. <laughs> make new friends. <laughs> yeah, because whatever you want to do, someone else is doing it already. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it, awesome. This is called a shortcut because the moment you find someone who is a speaker, who is a trainer, who is a life coach, right? Uh, of course, there are some very selfish ones. They don't want to tell you anything, right? Yeah, but never mind. I mean, we're talking about hundreds here, hundreds on, on Facebook, hundreds on LinkedIn. If the first one not free to even reply your message, move on to the second one. If the second one say, okay, we'll meet you for coffee, but no show, never mind. Mo meet the third one, okay? Mm, so keep mm, mm, mm. But I've been very blessed lah, that there's no no show and there's no non-response. You know, every coach, every speaker has been so generous, so generous. You know, they know I lost my job. They even bought me coffee. And then mm. they just told me how they started 10 years ago. Amazing. What were their struggles? And which is why now I like to give back because that's how people treated me. Yeah, I feel that it is now my duty to give back. Yeah, so number one tip is to be resourceful in terms of changing your people, changing your mm. friends, changing your network. And it's very easy to change network in this social media society. Even now, COVID-19, you know, I've been joining in the past two months. I've made so many new friends without leaving my house. Yeah. So many new friends. Yeah. I mean, you are yeah. a new friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is amazing. You know, Zoom, Facebook Live, everything has been amazing. So I started learning. Like, I'm going to learn from you today. You learn from me today. And after this, maybe we have a virtual coffee separately from yeah. this Facebook Live. And then we just keep learning and growing, learning and growing. And life becomes so different in your resourcefulness after you make new friends. Amazing. Amazing, guys. Guys, I think that, wow, you know, Eugene is sharing like gems, 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 because he has been through it, you know. He has been through the recession before and he has been through when the entire finance system melted down, literally, right? And he was in a bank. So he was in the entire structure of a bank that melted down overnight and literally he was left with nothing. So if you guys have any questions, right, do put it in the comments and also say hi. Like, come on, I see, I, I'm, I'm not able to see the comments so much, but I, it's lagging. So do say hi, do go and like the comments, you know, go and like, give us a heart shape, like, give us a heart shape, you know, he's sharing his heart, right? So give us a heart shape, you know, so, so that we can, you know, see your comments and see your activity as well. And I really do want to ask, like, like get him to ask, uh, answer questions from you guys because mm -hmm. he, might, he might be able to give you some advice, right, that might take you out of your problem, you know, or at least take you out from the mindset of being, you know, stuck in that, that paralyzed mode. Okay, so we are okay. going to go into the strategies now because I'm okay. super interested in his branding strategies. Um, okay. So I would like to ask him, right, right now, you, you mentioned about people starting from zero, basically, you know, now, now in a state, right? Um, yes. How do these people brand themselves online? How do they start? Because it must be super difficult, right? Someone who has only just a personal page, they have never done branding before. They have never done all of this before. And so they're in that state whereby they feel like they have nothing to give or maybe yes. they, they, they will struggle to, to understand this branding concept. How do they overcome this? How do they overcome this? Okay. Uh, I'll go back to resourcefulness, but this time not about people anymore. This time, look within yourself. So I'm sure I'm talking to people at least in their 20s, you know, or 30s or 40s. Yeah, because if they are too young, then naturally when they look within themselves, there's nothing much. Lah. Yeah, but yep. when they're 20s, 30s, 40s, you look within yourself, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot to give. So yep. when I look within myself, I think, okay, I did go through a list. 
So I think, okay, I want to do leadership. Actually, I'm very passionate about leadership. But Ooh. number one, I have black hair. You know, none of it's not dark. <laughs> I have no white. And people look at nah. I mean, I'm not young, but in the grand scheme of leadership, I'm nobody. You know, I've never been CEO. My my largest rank was vice president. So if people are ex CEO of Disney, come and be leadership coach, like who is going to talk to Eugene? Yeah, yeah. So I looked within myself and I realized, okay, I can't really be a leadership coach. Then I wanted to do sales coaching, but throughout my whole life, I was a corporate employee. What kind of sales? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again. I look within myself, but inside, you know, cannot. And then after that, I look at myself. Hey, wait a minute. Singapore's birth rate is one point something. I got three children. So I started shouting about father of three, father of three. This mm. was my first branding in mm. 2015. Actually, Amazing. it's November 2014. My very first bio that I type out, the photo is not showing me in a suit. It's showing me with my family. Amazing. So I say, father of three, sole breadwinner and freshly retrenched Eugene Xia will share with you how your children can prepare themselves not to be retrenched. Yeah, so that was my first brand positioning, which got me a slot in uh, Talking Point in uh, wow. on TV. Yeah, okay, like, like literally TV, literally TV, straight away. Yeah, so and, TV. And- just to give people a sense, right? This is still when you're retrenched or, or where, where, where did it, where was after it? Really? I got retrenched and after I started branding myself as a parenting coach. How, how long was that? How long was that period of time? 2014, November. 2014, November. So 2013, December, I lost my job. Yeah. 2014, I was looking for a job. And then okay. by December, I knew, okay, like forget give it. Yeah, just do it. Just, just start something so that I can create wealth by myself. Don't count on all these hunter and corporates anymore. And yeah. that was here. My first month, I earned a profit. I mean, it's not much profit, lah, but but it's a profit. It's not a loss. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not a loss when there's no capital outlay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so straight away, I started a program called Raising Future Ready Kids. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Which I learned to today, just that I only run during December holidays. Wow. Yeah. wow. During that, that, those times, the parents had to pay, pay me $500 per child to send them to a two-day program where mm-hmm. I teach how to be a leader. Wow, wow, wow. And I was very believable, you know, because of my age, because I was a leader. I mean, VP is a leader. And mm-hmm. then because I'm a father of three, because mm-hmm. I am a scholar. So I have a lot of accolades that is believable. That's why parents mm-hmm. pay me $500 per child. So that yeah. started the ball rolling. Yeah. And then because of this topic, Citibank engaged me to go for a lunchtime talk. Wow, yeah. okay. I spoke to the parents who are working as uh, employees in Citibank. And yeah. same for EBS, same for SD Engineering, same for P- T- PWC, same mm-hmm. for... So I went to all these top names as a speaker mm-hmm. about parenting, you know. <laughs> and, and, and how did they first... Okay, because I'm helping the, these people, right? So they are, they, are, they are maybe in that state now. Right, maybe one or maybe three, four months into this kind of like limbo zone, and yes. they're probably thinking about starting something, thinking about okay, maybe I should be this, maybe I should be that, maybe I should do this. Yeah. Like, what are some of the first steps, right, that you managed to do to in order to secure this kind of like thing? Because did you email out or did they just contact you or, or you you know through a referral or something like that? Ah, okay, very good. Back to resourcefulness, huh? Yeah. So just now the first point of resourcefulness is new context, right? 
Yeah. Yep. So now I'm going to talk about resourcefulness in terms of old context. <laughs> mm, wow, I mean, wow. In sales, they call it uh, warm leads or, or hot leads and all that. Yeah, but they are not leads. Basically, they are my friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I call them and I say, hey, bro, you work in Oracle, right? So uh, can you put me in touch with your HR? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Or, or you work in DBS, right? Put me in touch. So some of them say, no, 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 this is not HR. This is uh, SRC. So I say, <laughs> to me, it's SRC. Eh? Yeah, so, yeah. so they say it's Social and Recreation Committee. Wow. Okay. Okay. Remember, okay. Hey, when I was in SGX, oh, year one, I volunteered, not, not volunteered, like, I got arrowed to be <laughs> SRC to organize dinner and dance, lunchtime talks, yoga session, you know, uh, check your eye, check your blood pressure. Basically, welfare for employees. Mm, 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 mm. I suddenly clicked. I was like, oh, there's actually so much demand for people like me to go into the company and speak. Yeah. So I started contacting everybody I knew who was in a full-time job. Mm, 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 mm. I must confess, at least three quarters did not reply. Lah. Yeah. <laughs> it is our friends, huh? Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, never mind lah. Maybe they're too busy or they are fighting a corporate battle. I I, I will never know. Yeah, but the first yeah, quarter reply yeah. enough already. Gao liao. It's like yeah. I was constantly in a different company every week speaking. Amazing, amazing. Like, free huh? free, free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, free. <laughs> yeah. So it's important to take picture, take mm. video, right? Mm. Get testimonials and then splash it all over social media. Mm, 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 and now. In still, when I'm still broke, uh, all this time is when I'm still broke and still on a financial assistance scheme wow. where a suit go in front of Citibank, take picture and post on social media. And now other people see you differently. You are no longer a jobless person. Amazing, amazing. You are a highly sought after speaker for all these multinational companies. Calls mm. started coming in. First for media interviews. Yeah. And second is they started asking me what is my speaking fee. Mm, wow, 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 amazing.